0: Welcome to today's message from Refuge Point Church. We would love for you to join us for one of our exciting worship gatherings each Sunday at either 9.30 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. We're located right off of I-85 in downtown West Point, Georgia. For more information, check us out online at www.refugepointchurch.org or you can download our church app by searching for Refuge Point Church in iTunes or Google Play. Now, here's today's message.
1: Chapter four. First John is um, towards the end of the book of the Bible. Uh, that is you have Revelation, Jude, and then third, second, first Epistle of John. Uh, so try to help you navigate through that or you just search for it on your device. All right. Fourth week, final week of Advent for us. Um, we get to end it with talking about something that I think our culture. I could use a little bit more of, and that's love, amen. and I uh, just want to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to read just a few verses, and uh, then we're just going uh, to see what the Lord has for us here this morning. First John chapter 4 we're going to pick it up in verse seven. If you're there, say amen. 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 All right. Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God. And everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And I know atoning for you kids, uh, we'll explain that in just a minute. Just hang with me, all right? Um, Dear friends, if God loves us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us of his spirit And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son as this world's Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe that the love that God has for us, God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God, and God remains in him. So here is a letter that Pastor John is writing to a church that has experienced some issues. There has been some false teaching that has crept up into the church. And and many, what we know, many were leaving the gospel-based church found on Jesus. And so the capacity to continue to love was running low among the church. Okay. I, I love how he first addresses this. He's telling them, brothers and sisters, love each other. It's yeah. almost like John is saying, get yourself together, love, right? It's yeah. I love the echo or the reverb yeah. coming from the speaker. And I don't know if you love it that much or not, uh, or you probably can't even hear it. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Here is John telling these people who have ran low in the department of love, mainly because their tolerance has run low for people, right? People are disappointing them. People have left. And so why do I have to keep on loving when all I'm going to do when I love people is become more disappointed by the very people that I love? So why should I love Anybody, this is the question that John is presenting to them. Now, I don't know if that uh, relates to anyone in this room, but I can give myself a big old shout amen right there, uh, because uh, I don't know how many of you have been disappointed by people, Um, and, and I don't know about you, but like for me, there's only like so much I can give towards a person, love I can give towards a person. When a said person, all they do is just disappoint. Okay. And so John is wanting to kind of draw everyone back to the divine source of love. That is God. He no- yeah. Notice that he doesn't draw them back. I mean, he's pretty repetitive in this when he's like, uh, God is love, remain in the love of God, do all of these. Th- and, it's, and it's all centered and focused into the character of God, which is love, okay? And I love what's not being said because John doesn't want to point them to the love of the world. He doesn't say culture is love, so love like culture, love like society, love like the Romans love, love like uh, the Greeks, love like the Gentiles, love like the Jews, because he understands that perhaps the love, if he were to do that, then that love would be based off an emotion, this emotive love, which is hinged on one thing and one thing alone, and that's happiness, right? So a lot of our love is based, and here's how on happiness. I mean, because here's how I know this: uh, in in a day, maybe today you're doing uh, family dinners or whatever. You're going to eat, right? Are you going to eat? Maybe not. Maybe you're all holy and going to fast. But the rest of us, unsanctified folks up in this camp, we're gonna eat and we're gonna eat good because I love food. But 10 minutes after that, I'm gonna say to myself, Why did I do that to myself? It's kind of that feeling you get when you eat Taco Bell. Like, I love Taco Bell, but then you eat it, and then, like, just for me, 30 seconds after you consume it, you're like, I hate Taco Bell. I hate eating. Why did I do this to myself? This is an emotive love that John is not trying to draw us into because those things are fleeting and they're hinged on happiness. This isn't a love that is divine. The love, its source is from God. And so there's just a few things that I want to draw out. Um, Kids, you guys are doing great. Um, We're going to just talk about love, okay? So I'm going to do this in three different ways. All right, three things I want to draw from this text uh, this morning. John, First John 4, 10. I love this because this draws us back to the narrative of the Christmas story. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So here we see that the love of God is a gift from God. I love that. John doesn't give us a theological framework and more head knowledge about what love is. What he's wanting to do here is he's drawing us back to an experience and and an action that happened when Christ came. So, So here's John not giving us a surplus of head knowledge about the Lord, but he's wanting to draw us into an experience, into God's love, that God loved you so much. And it's great to have a head knowledge about the love of God. But John wants to draw us back to the experience of God's love. That God loved us so much that he would put on flesh and bones and he would come among us and be like us. and, And eat like we eat and live how we live. So God here is displaying his love as this sacrifice to us. There is no greater act of love in the cosmos than for a God of the entire cosmos to come down And be birthed in a disgusting little manger, right? And so here is John wanting to redirect all of our minds and our hearts back to it's not just about more head knowledge of love. Because those things are great. We need to know that God loves us. We need to have a theological uh, framework about the love of God. But John wants us to be able to experience his love. The love of God so he's doing this by telling us, so here's how God loved you. Not because we were begging for God to love us. In fact, it was quite the opposite. It wasn't that we were like begging for God to love us. Love us, love us, I love you, I love you. We didn't even have the capacity to love him. Here is God coming despite who we are and displaying himself to us by loving us. Think about this for a second, because the psalmist would write uh, in, in Psalm one hundred three eleven, for as high as the mountains and the heavens above, so is your faithful love for those who fear you. Think about how do you even measure the love of God? Well, well, the psalmist here is trying to help us navigate through and try to measure uh, the love of God. Now, now, I want you to think about that for a second because I want all of our brains to go mush in just a moment, all right? Kids, y'all, you need your brains mush, all right? It's, it's good for you. So think about this. This is what God is trying to display and show us how he loves us so much that as high as the heavens, you cannot even imagine how much his love is for us. So think about the science behind that because I, I don't like science, but I just thought I would uh, entertain us for just a second. To get to the edge of the galaxy, the galaxy in which we live in, would take us 100,000 years to get there if we were traveling at the speed of light, which is really fast. You can Google it later to see how fast it really is. In fact, I could snap my finger and light would have already traveled around the earth seven times. That's how fast light is. So think about what, science, uh, what scientists believe, that there are perhaps 80 billion galaxies. That's like a galaxy for every 10 people. Like Oprah didn't come up and said, you Get a galaxy. You get a galaxy. you. Get, I mean, this is insane. And So think about that for a second. So then it would take, if we were traveling at the speed of light, 15 and a half billion years to reach the edge of the universe. Now try to think about the love of God. And this is what David wants to draw our minds to. You can't even fathom how much he loves you. Because if you try to fathom his love for you, your brain just explodes. We're just like, what? I, I can't even say words that fast. I mean, this is, God's love is going faster than that. This is how much he loves us. So God's love is a gift for us that he came uh, incarnate. That just means that he came in flesh and bones and he dwelt among us. And here's the other thing about God's Love that God's love gives us confidence. I don't know if you saw that or not, uh, but look at verse 17. I don't think we read 17, but I want to read 17. All right. So look at this and how God gives us confidence. His love gives us confidence in this love is made complete with us so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. All right. All right, that's not something scary, but I'm, we're going to be encouraged by that in just a second. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love it drives out fear because fear involves punishment. Confidence in the day of the Lord. So when God comes again, we won't be afraid because we have and we rest in. God's love, confidence, because that is the antithesis or the opposite of fear. So this is Christmas, this is Emmanuel, this is Advent, that God has come to drive out the fear and give us through his love that he gives us a confidence that says, despite the situation that you may have walked in this room with, that God can give you, through His love, impart into you confidence to face those days. So that fear cannot settle into your heart. And for those of us who have been given the gift of God's love, listen to this, do you hear this, friends? And we have confidence. We don't have to live in fear. I don't know how many of you need to hear that this morning, but I need to hear that this morning. That the love of God, the initiating love of God, pours out on us, not just to ransom us, not just to atone for our sins, but to give us confidence. Amen. This is really good news. Now this is also, and what I would like to just kind of point out the obvious here, which means that life is hard. Life is going to be tough. And, and God may not remove the situation, but here's the promise that we have. God will give you confidence in the situation yes. that despite whatever it is that we are going through, the love of God pours out on us so that we have confidence through that situation. And that's God's love for us. It may, God's love may not remove the situation like we want him to. But what his love will do is give us the confidence we need to go through the situation. And this is a loving God for us. This is interesting because what happens then is this, what we've been talking about over the past few weeks is what this love then does for us and how it boosts our confidence that through the issues and through the circumstances, what does it do? It gives us joy. It gives us strength in our life. This is why in just a few weeks on January 2nd, I I, I may not even go to the gym that day because I will see people that have no business I mean they have a business in the gym but I mean because we all need to be healthy right and so but there will be a slew of jokers in the gym on January 2nd but here's what I know from January the 8th they ain't gonna be there do you know why they won't be there because my muscles hurt you work out and do you know what's supposed to happen when you work out Your muscles are supposed to hurt. This is a biological phenomenon that takes place, that when you are working your muscles, it actually breaks apart your muscle. Gosh, you guys are getting so much science this morning. You should be so enriched when you leave this place that you all are professors of science because the pastor didn't do too well in science in school, but I'm trying now.
0: All right
1: breaks down the muscle tissue. Why does it do that? So that new muscle tissue can can grow. So you can be nice and swole like me. That wasn't a joke. It was serious. You thought that was funny, John? Sorry. This is the process in which we find that God works that it is painful. The situation may not be your idea, ideal situation. The situation may be incredibly painful. And it perhaps may not be the will of God to remove that situation, but perhaps the will of God is to keep you in that situation so that he will grow your confidence in who he is, that he is better. And perhaps he's leading you into that desert moment so that you'll stop trusting in your own self and start trusting in who he is. This is why Christ came. Not just to ransom us, but to give us the confidence we need. That through every situation, he's right there with us. And kind of the overarching thing about all of this, that you can't miss this when you read this text, is the next few verses. This is what love does. love also does it not only just give us the confidence that we need, but it also gives us concern. I want you to look at verse 20. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he's a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he's not even seen. And we have this command from him, the one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. How do you know that you love God? You love people. I mean, I know some of you were looking to come to church for some deep revelation this morning. These are simple commands that Jesus, this is his language throughout the Gospels. New command, I give you love God. Love your neighbor. You think our culture could use a little bit of this in our world today? I mean, there's just so much complaining, so much bickering, and so much just weird stuff in our culture today. But the worldly love gives you disappointments, but godly love. (laughs) So, So here's really John's point in all of this text, because... There was a lost art of love happening in the church, and it was very concerning to John. So he had to come in here and say, guys, you got to get yourself together. Work for each other. Love each other. And he's not just talking about the world. He's talking about a love for his brothers and sisters in the community of the church. How are you loving people in this church? How are you loving your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? That's the question. And, and I think you could answer that in, in many ways. Uh, you could answer that, how am I giving to people? And I think that's, a, that's an appropriate question. I'm not talking about how are you giving to this church. I'm talking about how are you giving yourself, whether it be finances or, or whatever that is that God has given you, how are you giving that away to your brothers and sisters in Christ? Here's a display of love that God wants to give us. Some of us want to change the world, and praise God for that. Praise God for the young people that come through our church, through the college. And praise God for some of us who have aspirations to see a change in this community. But you'll never change the community that you're in if you're acting like the community that you're in. True. Do you know how you'll change your community? You love like Jesus loves Sacrificial love, Amen. a love that was poured out. This is Advent, yes. this is what this is about. And he ransoms us from our sins and from ourselves. He gives us confidence so that we could also have a love for the people. And so, I just want to challenge us this morning uh, here, you guys, all of us here. And how how can you love? The people in this room better. I think you ought to ask yourself that question: How can I love the people that God sends in this church better? I mean, I don't have like a list. I don't think I'm going to give you a list of things. I mean, I could, I should have, but you know, I think there's simple things and practical things. Have people over at your house, all right? I know some some of us may be a little weird. I don't get the invite a lot because I know I'm strange. It takes a very special person to want to have a conversation with me. I'm not kidding. Amen. I mean, that's true. I'm just a weird guy. I don't even know why you come to this church. You know what I'm saying? I'm a strange guy. I'm a peculiar guy. I'm quirky. That's a good word, quirky. I'm going to assume that all of you are also quirky since you listen to me every week. Yep, yep. And so if you could listen to me every week, you could probably invite some of these people into your homes. You can call them. You don't have to wait for me to call or text. You could be that person. And if you're hurting here this morning, start loving on some people. If you're not in a, like maybe you feel like you're batting at a thousand, and praise God for that season in your life. Love on some people in this church. Find the pulse of the people that are around you. Don't wait for me to find it. Because it changes so rapidly with every given situation. I've walked through a lot of situations with you guys this, this year. So I feel what John is saying to him because I've seen the disappointments that you all have experienced and that I've experienced. I felt afraid at times because I know you've felt afraid at times. Amen. And so I, I get it. I see this like, I see that it's easy to lose your capacity to love. I get it. I understand it. I've been there many times. If you want to dwell in the presence of God in our lives, living in the presence of God in our day-to-day lives, and we have to love like God, be connected to the sphere and the source of his love, and that's Jesus Christ. There's Jesus breaking open the sky. And the angels heralding the good news. Love has come. It's here. The light pierces through our darkness. And love comes and rescues us and gives us confidence. Could you imagine the scene? You know, it's Christmas time, so I suppose I would do you all a favor by telling you a little bit about the Christmas story. And so I'm a strange guy. We've already accomplished that many times here at Refuge Point. So I think weird things when I'm reading through the text and the Bible, particularly like when the angels heralded the good news, love has come, guys, to some shepherds who were not the least likely to succeed in high school. We'll give them that, right? These guys were... Dirty guys. God chooses to make an announcement to them. And can you imagine being Joseph when he sees these dirty thugs walking towards him? I mean, he's probably looking for his Glock or something like, Mary, these jokers are coming to kill us. (laughs) Could you imagine the fear Have you ever thought about it? Am I, the only, I guess I'm the only one that thinks about these weird things when I'm reading through the nativity. Could you imagine Joseph and Mary being uh, struck with fear as they're holding the Son of God as these dirty men are walking towards them? I'm sure they're like, we, we don't bring you any harm because we've been captivated by the love of God. Through this little boy, Jesus Christ, yeah. the Son of God. Not that he was created being, but this is one of a kind. That's what this Son of God means to us. That the light has come, and that light is Jesus Christ. So for us who are dealing, this is, maybe for some of you, this isn't a Merry Christmas, right? It's reality for some of you. I want you to hear me carefully this morning. That God will give you the confidence that you need. If you just rest in his love. I'm going to say a word of prayer. And then we are going to move into the next part of our worship service. So Father, I thank you Lord that the light has come. To not not just kill darkness, but push it back away far from us. You are the light of the world. God, I I pray that for those of us who are here this morning and maybe we're here and we say, I need to surrender to that love. Amen. God, I just pray, God, you give them the confidence they need. I pray, God, that your spirit As we abide in your love, Jesus would come and rescue and and give us that that confidence we need, Lord.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Refuge Point Church's broadcast. We hope you were both challenged and encouraged by today's message. We would love for you to join us at one of our exciting worship gatherings each Sunday at either 9.30 a.m. or 11.15 a.m. We're located right off of I-85 in downtown West Point, Georgia. For more information, check us out online at www.refugepointchurch.org or you can download our church app by searching for Refuge Point Church in iTunes or Google Play.